Hello, everybody. This is episode 13 of the Joy in Failure podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Joy in Failure podcast. I'm your host, Joy Doyin Ogunea, and I created this Joycast to help you navigate life's failures more easily. My intention is to make failing less taboo and more fun. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Faith and fear both demand you believe in something you cannot see. You choose. Bob Proctor. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the Joy in Failure podcast. I'm so excited, as always, to be here with you today. And I wanted to delve into this topic on how to choose faith over fear. And this came from someone who I was having a conversation with, someone I was coaching in terms of um, how she was feeling. So she had a lot of fear towards her career and her job. And I was encouraging her and uplifting her and talking about this idea of having faith over fear. And she begged me, she's like, oh, you have to do a podcast episode on this. So I decided to you know, to take the leap and do that too, because I figured if she was going through that, many people are going through similar situations. And I think fear is a, fear is a common thing, especially in terms of wherever you are right now, however you're feeling, if you're, if you're feeling like a failure, because I think a lot of us go through that stage. Oh, a lot of us go through stages where we feel like failures. Um, either you're feeling like a failure as a parent, you're feeling like a failure as a spouse, you're feeling like a failure at, in your career, you're feeling like a failure. Maybe you're trying to have a child and you're not able to, and you feel like a failure, or maybe Maybe you're going through a divorce and you feel like a failure, or maybe you've been dating and trying to get into a relationship and you haven't found the one yet and you feel like a failure, or you could, I think I did say like the medical thing. There's so many, so many things. Maybe there's a dream of yours that you're, you're trying so hard, trying so hard, a business of yours that you've been working on for a long time and it's not moving and you just feel like you failed, right? And as I think I've mentioned before, I would just caution in first, not seeing yourself as a failure, right? Like if, if you, you failing is different from you being a failure, not because you aspire for something, you desire something and you don't get it. That doesn't, that has nothing to do with you. It is just what it is. You have to see it as an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to take a lesson from it. There's always something, always something that we can learn from every single situation that we go through. But what helps us to persevere, I feel, is faith. And personally, I love, one thing I love doing is looking at people who are successful. Cause I think that's at the end of the day, right? We all want to be successful and we're constantly aspiring to be successful. Either be successful in any endeavor that you encounter, you want to be successful. I think we're wired to want to do that and that's fine. And, but one thing we, I think we tend to, and I think this is one, this is why I was inspired to create this podcast. And I think I've, as I've mentioned previously, is because we tend to glamorize success, right? There's so much stuff out there. It's all about success, but we don't really delve into failure. We don't normally talks about the fact that um, you fail numerous times. You fail countless of times. Like there is no success story without tons and tons and tons of failure. And I think if you if you search, you'll find, if you search to look at people's life story, successful people's life story, you would find that 
they have tons and tons of failure. I think it's just for us, it's not something that is sexy. It's not something that we like to hear. So we don't focus on it. We're like, yeah, why should we focus on it? Uh-huh, yeah, let's just focus on the fact that they are where they are right now, but not really focus on the fact that they had to struggle to get to where they are right now. They had to experience pain. They had to experience moments of moments of feeling so uncomfortable. They had to experience all this um, not really, you know, sexy stuff to be able to get to where they are. And that's the common thread. You look at all successful people, they failed constantly and they're always, they're willing to fail because they don't see failing as bad. They see it as learning. They see it as training. They see it as preparation. And I think if we want to be, if we look at these people and we aspire to be like them, then we should, we should aspire to fail as well. We shouldn't just aspire to just get to where we want to get to without any roadblocks, without any struggle, without any pain. And in our world where we're so scared of pain, right? We, we have been trained to, if we have a headache, to run to, to take painkillers rather than just sitting in the pain and saying, yeah, it's just pain. It will pass by as well. Like we feel so uncomfortable in the pain. And I think the more we start training ourselves to sit in the pain, to sit in an uncomfortable situation, the more we're able to train ourselves to be able to experience failure, to be able to fail countless of times, it'll, it'll become second nature. It wouldn't, we wouldn't see anything wrong with that experience because we have trained ourselves to experience that. So as I, as I said, like you look at these common thread, they failed. But another thing that I constantly see in these people that we admire and these people that I admire and I get lean and I get a lot of inspiration from is that one constant thing they all have as well is faith. Like if you just sit down and watch, a, which I do a lot, watching a lot of, you know, YouTube videos or read biographies or um, autobiographies of these super successful people, one thing that they have in common is faith. They all believe in something bigger than themselves. And it's not in a, not necessarily in a religious context, right? Let's take religion out of it and just focus on a belief system. You believe there's something bigger than us. You believe there's a reason why we're on this earth. You believe in a higher purpose for your life. Like they believe in something bigger, right? Even if they believe in humanity, they believe in universe, they believe in God, whatever it is, it's faith. Like you believe you have faith. And the faith here that I'm talking about and I want to delve into is faith in things that haven't happened yet. And I was looking for a definition on faith, which I love gleaning knowledge from other sources. And one definition that I really, really love is in Hebrews 11.1. 1. And I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of Instagram posts on this, but I love this um, definition really, really well. And it goes like this. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Okay, so let me repeat that again. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And that's so true. That's the essence of faith, right? Like we don't we don't see it, but we know. So I'll give an example that you have a big dream. You have something, a goal you want to be able to achieve. Maybe you want to be able to get a new house, right? And 
You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. But you have, and you don't see it. You don't see the house right now. You, But to be able to persevere, to be able to hold on, you have to have faith, right? Faith is the confidence. You have the confidence that even though you do not see that house yet, even though you don't have that money to, for, to buy that potential house yet, even though you don't know how that house is going to materialize yet, you have confidence You in what you hope for, which is the house. You hope for the house. And you have that assurance, which for me is peace of mind about what you do not see. Because you don't see, you still have that peace of mind that it would happen. It's just a matter of when. And that's faith, right? That's faith. And for me, faith is joy. Faith is love. Faith gives me, there's a feeling that faith gives you when you really feel faith, right? So there's faith, which for me, it feels joy. It feels like peace of mind. Okay. I mean, yeah, maybe, I, yeah, maybe faith feel, for me personally, faith feels more like peace of mind. There's something I'm hoping for. I don't see it yet. I don't know where it is, but if I have faith, if I feel that faith, which is a lot of surrendering and letting go of the outcome or letting go of how things are supposed to be. But I just know that no matter what happens, things will work itself out. No matter what happens, everything will be okay. There's this sweet peace of mind that faith brings that I just love. And I, that's why I love faith. That's why I feel that there's no way I can see the joy in failure if I did not have faith. So that's why I love that ability to be able to have faith. And it's a choice. That's why I love the Bob Proctor quote, which I stated initially in the beginning of this episode. It's the choice. It's a choice. We get to choose if we believe. We get to choose in faith. It's not something that just happens, right? I think some people might say, well, you have faith, so that's easy. No, I choose faith. That's why I have faith, because I choose faith. And the same way we're able to choose faith, believe it or not, is the same way we're able to choose fear. And I think a lot of us feel we, we, we grew up, we, we grew up in a fearful world, right? And fear is there for a reason. Like everything in life, there's a reason for everything. And I think, yes, we, we just like we, we think of failure as a bad guy. We also think of fear as the bad guy. Oh, fear is so bad. Right? It's such a bad thing. We want to be fearless. We want to have no fear. No, fear is part of life, right? It's just, we just have to be able to dance with fear. That's the only thing. Like fear is there for a reason. Fear is there to protect us. That's the thing, right? You have to understand. I think you have to, it's, it helps for you to understand the intention behind why something is there. And faith, um, if not faith, sorry, fear is there to protect us from an ego standpoint, right? It's there to, it's protecting us because it doesn't, for instance, like we're, we, we are just walking. If we were walking blindly and a car, we we're crossing the road and we did not look left or right and we're just walking and we feel fear. <laughs> the fear that we feel is to protect us so that we don't get hit by a car. It's to protect us so we don't get into an accident, right? It's, a, it's to protect us so we are not lost, so we don't die, really. Technically, that is what fear is there to do, to protect us so we do not die. So yes, that's the purpose of fear. But the thing is, the way our lovely mind works is that a lot of times our our lovely mind loves 
to go into fear mode, even when it's not a, even when it's not a die situation. If you notice that the way you feel fear in, let's say you, you take a test and you feel fear that you're going to fail that test, right? Like you're about to take this test and you just feel before you even take the test, you have this intense feeling of fear. And in that situation, you're not about to die, right? The test isn't going to kill you, but it feels like it, right? The same way you feel taking that test is the same way you feel when you're about to get into an accident or if there's an effort, if there's a possibility that you'll get into an accident. It's the same type of fear. It does not discriminate. That's the thing. Fear doesn't discriminate in situations. Fear is fear. So that's where the control we bring to our mind, we, it, we have to then become conscious in how we have to take back that power and not just allow our mind to go rampant, you know, in terms of fear, because our mind will fe- fears everything. Because remember, it's programmed to just protect us. And to it, it's everything in order to protect us. Everything just seems so dire. If you are about to start a new business venture and you feel fear or you're about to jump, um, it's, let's say, let me use an example, a roller coaster. You feel that fear, that intense fear. Like, oh my gosh, if I get, you know, if I get on that roller coaster, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. It's fear. It's, it's fear. And you're not going to die. It just feels that, that way. So fear is there to protect us. But I think something we all, we, we tend not to realize is that Fear's job is not to make us happy. That's not what fear is there to do. Fear is just to protect us. So a lot of times the fear that comes to us, actually all the time, fear is just protecting us and fear does not care if you're happy or not. Fear doesn't care if you are unhappy or not. So you might be, for instance, in a job that you hate and you are scared of leaving that job and you feel if you leave that job, the world, it's about, you know, the world will come to an end or you're going to die. You feel that intense emotion. And even if you're miserable, you see, fear, fear wants to keep you safe and fear wants to be comfortable. Fear wants to keep you comfortable. That because fear is scared that if you come out of that mold, if you stay, com- if you don't stay comfortable and you come out of the safe space you're in, even if it's a safe space that you're miserable in. That's the thing. You might be miserable in it, but fear doesn't care you're miserable. Fear just wants to make sure you're safe. So that means it's left for you to choose what you want, right? You can either use fear for your benefit or have fear control you for its benefit. Fear can control you for its benefit, which is to be safe, or you control fear you choose fear or you decide to not choose fear. Like it's your choice. So you could be in a situation where you, you see that you be conscious. Oh, I'm about to get into an accident and I feel fear. So I need to act upon it. Or you realize that the fear that's coming in a situation that it doesn't need, its purpose is not rendered. You do not need it to save you in the situation. You can back off and say, Hey, fear. Thank you. I see you. I hear you. And I appreciate that you're trying to help me. But at this time, I got this. I got this. So you have to talk to fear. I'm telling you, you have to take control of fear. And I was looking for a definition for fear. And one definition, it's not really a definition, but it's more like an acronym explanation for fear, which I've always loved 
is um, fear meaning the false evidence appearing real, right? I'm sure some of you have heard this. So fear, so F-E-A-R stand, stands for false evidence appearing real. And that's that's profound, right? It's profound because if you think about it, fear and faith are part of the same coin. Just one is on one side and faith is on another. Like faith is on one side and fear is on another. Because as Bob Proctor said in this quote as I, that I read earlier, is that faith and fear both demand you to believe in something you cannot see. It really does. Both faith and fear, you do not see it. There is no evidence of it. But you get to choose what you want to believe in. You get to choose. Do you want to believe in fear or do you want to believe in faith? And I think also what makes it so easy to choose fear a lot of times is that we are in a, we are in a society that breeds fear. That's, that's what we do. You think of the news, everything is fearful, Everything is fearful. And that's how you have to understand what is the purpose of news being that way is because that is the model. That is how they get you to watch. That's how they get, you know, um, commercials. That's how that it's a business, right? So news is in, is in the business of fear. That's it, right? And I think a lot of times we say, oh yeah, no, it's telling us, it's informing us what's happening. Yes. I agree, it's informing us, but it can also inform us on the good stuff that's happening too, right? But a lot of times it doesn't focus on the good stuff. It focuses on what's not working versus what's working. Like I want to be able to see more of people out there in the world, which I know exists, that are doing good. I want to see more. I'm tired of just seeing things that are going wrong. I'm tired of just hearing stories of people who are mean to each other, people who are horrible to each other. I want to hear stories about people who are amazing to one another. If if it's balanced, uh, okay, yeah, then that's, a, that's, um, that's something I subscribe to. But if it's not, then I do not subscribe to that. So knowing that you get to choose, you get to choose what you want to immerse your mind in. And everything, everything. And that's that's what gets people riled up. That's what gets us watching. The wow factor is all about fear. So fear is a technique that works. It, it works. So you have to think of what do you want to choose? Do you want to choose fear or do you want to choose faith? The power is in your hands. You have the choice. You have the choice. One thing for me personally that I do like to do is I feel fear all the time. I think that's just part of life. As I said, it's part of us. We just have to be able to dance with the fear. And a lot of times what I've learned to, I, I think in reading and all that, I've learned that fear and excitement could, could be the same thing, right? It's the same. You're, you feel your heart racing, your sweaty, you know, sweaty palms, like the same feeling of fear. Fear can be transmuted to excitement. So a lot of times when I feel fear, let's say I'm about to meet someone for the first time and I, I feel fear, I feel that feeling of fear, or I'm about to take an exam, I'm about to do something major. I just think and I tell myself, I'm excited. This is exciting. This is exciting. This is exciting. 
and I bring faith along for the ride. Like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go, but I have faith it's going to go well because I'm excited it's going to go well. So by the time I start talking to myself and really taking control and having that self-talk, I find myself choosing faith over fear. Okay, so three things um, that I would say, like the three short things that has helped me in times of being able to choose faith over fear is the first thing I do when I feel f- um, fear is that I look back. I would say you can you can sum this up you can sum this up in okay. The first thing I do is I appreciate what was, which means I appreciate the past. I look back at the past and look at where I've come from, right? I look at times that maybe I was in a similar situation or times that I thought things weren't going to work out and they did. Times when things seemed so impossible and they still worked itself out. Like those times, like miracles happen all the times for us. Miracles happen all the time. But I think one thing we feel to and I, it's something I constantly have to remind myself is that when these good things are happening, it's short, it's short lived in ours. Like we do not spend time relishing these good times. So a lot of times, like when I'm in this moment of really feeling so grateful that things are going well, I'm fun or maybe a miracle happened, something I wanted and I got it. I tell myself, write or post it, write it somewhere, write or post it, put it on your wall, put it somewhere so that you remember this time. So that when things are challenging, when you find yourself in a dire situation, where you find yourself in a pit, where you find yourself stuck, when you look back at, oh, I remember where I came from. I remember when that, you know, those times when things were hard, when I had no money to buy food, when I could not pay rent, when I could not do X, Y, Z, and I was able to overcome that time. If I could overcome that moment, then there's nothing that I cannot do, right? So leaning into what has happened in the past really helps. Really leaning into where I've come from really helps. Like an example of mine, the other day I was like, I was reflecting literally in the bath. I was reflecting. I didn't have a rosy childhood, right? I didn't have a rosy childhood. I was so fortunate that I have such a close relationship with my mom, but on my Pop side, no, I did not have, it wasn't a rosy childhood and I can't wait to, you know, share my experiences and my learnings and the key lessons that I've gleaned from that experience. But looking back, and especially in this space that I'm in, the more and more I look back at where all the stuff that I've gone through and all the things that I've experienced, I realize that that's what makes me who I am today. That those experiences I'm able to lean on. That's why I'm able to see things. People say, oh, I'm able to like see the light in the darkness. I'm able to see the light in the darkness because I have lived in the darkness, right? I have lived in the darkness and pulled through the darkness. And because of that, I have able, I'm able to see the light in the darkness. So of course I appreciate the darkness. So when things seem dark because of I've gone through that experience in the past or because of I've gone through something similar or worse experiences in the past, I'm able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I am able to see that because I look back and glean and then that helps me move forward. That then gives me the faith that if I could have gone through all that and I am here, 
I am where I am today, doing what I'm doing today, there is nothing that I cannot overcome. There is nothing I cannot overcome. And that's what, that helps me really leaning back, helps me and gives me the faith to persevere. That gives me the resilience. That helps me persevere, seriously, because I'm able to look back and process and able to appreciate all those experiences. I'm able to appreciate the darkness that I experienced in the past and trust that the light is never going to let me down. That's, that really helps. So that's one. So looking at, the, looking at the past, appreciating what was, which is the past, and gleaming what has worked in the past and remembering that and comparing yourself to the past to where you are today, that helps because you're able to see that and it gives you faith to move forward without being scared, without being afraid, right? It helps you to overcome that and choose faith. The second that helps me is appreciating what is, which is really appreciating the present, where I am today. Because I think what brings us fear is when we look at where we want to go and we feel my goodness, where I want to go, I'm not there yet. What I want to do, I'm not doing yet. Who I want to be, I'm not being yet. So being able to appreciate where you are, and there's always, always something to appreciate. It does not matter what situation you're in. You're There's always something to appreciate. Either the fact that you're alive, either the fact that you have loved ones, even if you don't have loved ones, there's always something to appreciate. The breath that you feel, because if you, and I tend not to, I do not, I'm not a huge component in looking at other people and saying, well, people have, people, I think we tend to do this, like, oh, people are living worse lives than you are, you know, comparing yourself to people. I, I feel if I'm, if I compare myself to people in that situation, then I will constantly compare myself to people and I do not want to compare myself to people. So for me, it's just being able to look at myself where I am today, irrespective of what is happening to other people, just looking at myself and counting my blessings and looking at what I, I I can appreciate. The fact that I have a microphone right now and I'm speaking to you, that's, I can, I should appreciate that. I appreciate that because before this, I wasn't doing this. So I appreciate this feeling of being able to do what I'm doing right now. I appreciate that. And one thing that has helped me in, um, that's helped me in appreciating where I am and appreciating the present and really being able to be content and relishing in the present, no matter where I feel like I want to get to, just being able to be, you have to appreciate the present because How do you want more in your life if you cannot be grateful for what you already have? You have to be grateful for what you have for more to come. So what has helped me is having a gratitude journal. And I've been doing this for maybe, I don't know, four or five years, for a while now. And it has transformed my life. Every single day I have a gratitude, I I write into my gratitude journal and I write five things that I'm grateful for that happened that day five things. And there's nothing that is too lame, nothing that is too small to talk about, to be grateful for. I'm grateful for my eyes. I'm grateful for my nose. I'm grateful I can breathe. I'm grateful I can speak. I'm grateful I'm healthy. There's so much to be grateful for, so much. And it just helps me not take life for granted. 
It helps me remember because the more I appreciate, the better I feel. And when I appreciate, I can see that there's nothing to be scared of. Like it really helps to dissipate the fear that I'm experiencing. So when I'm feeling fear, I I force myself to think of the things that I can be grateful for right now. And by doing that, it just brings me out of that fear mindset. And when it brings me out of that fear mindset, I'm able to appreciate and then I can have faith because I look and I say, if all these things are working for me right now, then that means all the things that I want want are going to come into my life. So there is nothing to worry about. All I have to do is trust the process and have faith. So that really helps me. That really helps me. And the last thing that helps me is appreciating what is to come, which is the future. And I think this is where a lot of us, we get so wrapped in because it's like, yeah, but if I appreciate what is to come, how can I appreciate what hasn't even existed yet? How can I be thankful for something that I have, I don't see? And this is still back to faith. And an example that I love to, um, I love to lean into is, I think I've said this before, but I remember talking to my daughter once and we were, it was during, I think it was daytime and she was, she was saying, Oh, where's the moon? Right. You see the sun. Where's the moon? I'm like, yeah, the moon is there. We just don't see it. Right. So not because I do not see the moon at the time, you know, at the time of day that I'm looking for the moon doesn't mean it does not exist. And it's the same thing with all the things we want, all the things we aspire to get. And that helps me think of all the times that I feel like I feel constantly and I feel because I know that there's nothing to be worried about, right? Because not because I don't see the result that I'm trying to get yet doesn't mean that it's not there. Doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Doesn't mean that it's not going to come. However you see it, it's just a matter of perception. It's a matter of how you choose to view the world, how you choose to view life. And I choose to view life from the lens of faith. And that helps me when I'm going through that, when I'm scared, when I'm scared to do something that I really want to do, but I'm so scared in the outcome. I just have, I I lean into that knowing that I appreciate what is to come. And something that helps me, and I heard this a while ago and I absolutely love it, is that when you want something or you are aspiring for something or you pray for something, the three things or the three answers you usually get, and I would say this, this, this really helps me in being able to practice faith, the three answers I usually get are the first is, the first answer you hear is either yes, here you go. So you get what you want. So you ask for something and you get what you want. You, you're dreaming of something, you get what you want. Your desire, you want a job, you want a house, you want a car, you want a child, you want a husband, you want a wife, you want a spouse, you want a partner, you want whatever you want, you get it. Yes, here you go. Exactly what you want, here you go. Yay, you're, you're happy-go-lucky. That's fantastic. And the second answer you get, or you either get that, or you hear, no, not right now. So that means you wanted something and you don't get it. So that, that, um, that situation of me not getting it is telling me, oh, no, not right now. And that's okay. Cause I, okay, maybe this is not the time. Maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I'm not prepared. Maybe I still need to practice. Okay. That's fine. That's a dream of mine that I wanted. It's not time. 
the time is not now. So, okay, let me keep on trying. Let me keep on perfecting my craft. That's the second answer, right? You hear no, not right now. Or the third answer you hear is no, not this, but something better. So that means if I don't get this, that means there's something better out there for me. And when I think about this, this oh, gives me so much faith because then I know that, okay, something better is definitely on its way. And as I lean back, because I do these things simultaneously, as I lean back to what has happened in the past, I see so many experiences because what has happened in the past is the evidence for me, right? That's what I draw to because it helps me have faith because I look to the past. And when I look at that, I think of so many situations where I wanted something. I can think of, let's say I wanted someone in my life, a guy, right? I was, I, you know, you're dating, you're looking for a man, blah, 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 or you're looking for someone, a partner to share your life with. And it just didn't work out all and you just say okay why why isn't this working out why isn't this working out why isn't this working out and now when i look at my life now ah i am so glad all those breakups all those relationships did not work out because i got something better that's it i got someone in my life that is better for me but I know it's hard when you're going through that. Believe me, when I was going through those breakups, I didn't think so. I was like, what? <laughs> what? You know, you're, you're going through that. You're not thinking that. You're scared. No one, you're scared of being alone. And when I look back, I had to, which truly has helped transform my life is I had to be willing to be alone to be able to get what I want. And this, I think this, this lesson of being comfortable being alone, being comfortable being the only one who doesn't have that thing you want, being comfortable being the, the lonely person, being comfortable being on your own. And I think a lot of times the reason why we want all these things is because we do not want to feel left out. It's still back to looking at others, looking at where other people are. Oh, other people have XYZ family, you know, XYZ children. Other people have XYZ jobs. Other people have XYZ partners. Other people have XYZ spouses, you know, XYZ closet, XYZ, like all sorts of insane stuff. We're constantly looking at other people and comparing ourselves to other people. But if the more you start, the more you start feeling comfortable being alone, and the more you're able to leave room for what is yours to come, okay? You have to be willing to be alone in your mindset, in the way you think, in what you love. Like this thing, when you when you start working on yourself and when you have dedicated and ch- and you have chosen the path to work on yourself, believe me or not, you're at times you're going to feel alone. You're going to feel like you have nobody to share all these things you're learning with. You're going to feel like you're the only person who is thinking this far. You're going to feel so alone. But you have to decide what you want. If what you want is to feel joy no matter what, then you have to be able to risk it all. You have to be able to risk being the lone person on the block. You have to be able to risk being the only person sitting on that table table in the middle of the cafeteria. You have to be the only one. You have to feel so comfortable 
being the only one who maybe doesn't want to engage in gossip. You have to feel so comfortable being on your own, being on your own to be able to truly feel like you're experiencing joy no matter what. And that has helped me because of just being able to have faith. I know that there is always something better on the other side, always something better. So having faith in something that is bigger than me and having faith in the process and having faith that everything works together for good, choosing that, like choosing it, not just, I shouldn't even just say having it, choosing faith. Because for me to have faith, I have to choose faith. So choosing that, I feel, I see the light even in the darkness is what keeps me going, is what helps me see the joy in failure, is what helps me, um, is what helps me continue, persevere, despite the odds, despite the odds. And I'm telling you, life is better when you choose fear. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you, life is better when you choose faith over fear. So I ask you, what are you going to choose today? Are you going to choose faith or are you going to choose fear? Until next time, live joyfully no matter what. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And for more juicy bits that I don't share on the podcast, come over to the website at thejoyinfailure.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or Twitter at joyogunea, which is spelt J-O-Y-O-G-U-N-N-E-Y-E. Until next time, live joyfully no matter what.